Welcome to another episode of Game of Life with Dan and Herman. We have a very special guest with us. He's tr I think he's truly a multi-talented individual. He's a filmmaker. He's a podcaster. He's a producer. He's a comedian too. I mean, you wear so many hats and you absolutely rock them in. Sam, welcome to Game of Life. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you so much for supporting the new kids on the blog. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, good. No, thank you for having me. That's a, that's a great introduction. That was very good. Thank you, you absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm an ex-comedian. I always like to say that. Yeah. I, I'm not a comedian anymore, but anymore. I used to be. Yeah. I, I used to well, do comedy for I've a bit. I've picked up on that because yeah. I, I have seen you do stand-up yeah. probably six or seven years ago. Yeah, right. Yeah. And I've noticed that, that you have not been as active yeah. doing that at all. Yeah, I haven't I haven't done it. I think I've I think I've been five years off. Yeah. And I always I always kind of felt uncomfortable calling myself a comedian yeah. anyway. It always feels like a weird thing mm. to I, I, I think Someone told me when I first started that you had to be doing comedy for 10 years before you can call yourself, call yourself a, comedian. a comedian. But I always felt like that was a bit wanky yeah. and everything. And, and, you know, I think people I, – I never felt that with other people if they've been yeah. doing it a year or whatever. I was never going, oh, you can't call yourself a comedian. Yeah. But I do find that people get really – funny about the word comedian mm. i i always feel like I, I always call myself a comedy man comedy. rather than yeah i think it sounds a little bit more comedy enthusiast. Than a comedian comedy enthusiast yeah, yeah rather than yeah. a comedian because it always feels kind of uncomfortable when i don't know the word comedian <laughs> I, don't, I don't i haven't done it for so long now mm. like i still do it a little bit yeah you know to open a podcast or something but it's never it's never as much as it. I, I had a had a blackout on stage when I stopped doing comedy. I had a, mm. a moment where my heart gave in and I had a, had a, found out I had a heart condition. Yeah. So mm. I stopped doing stand-up and I've never kind of gone back to it after that. Was was comedy a contributing factor to, to that? I think the nerves were. I think yeah. the anxiety of doing it like, mm. you know, every – like because oh, I was doing it like maybe four, four or five nights a week and, mm. and it became after a while I was kind of like this is this is too much mm. and wow. when my heart kind of – my heart decided for me that yeah. maybe it wasn't the right thing to do and I think that's probably a pretty good time to stop if your heart's a pretty major thing, mm. <laughs> you know, it just didn't living. So if yeah. you if, – if when the heart started to tell me that I needed to take a step mm. back, then I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll work behind the scenes and do but that sort of stuff instead. I think that aspect of your personality does, f like, spread into what you're doing as well. Yeah, 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 right? absolutely. Yeah, the comedy stuff's always there. Mm. It's, it's probably not as much in my life as it used, used to, be, to be. But it's not like I, I'm not jealous about other people yeah. doing all of that stuff anymore. Like I, I thought I would miss it a lot more than I do yeah. and I just haven't missed it at all. Like people are like, oh, I'm going to Adelaide <laughs> Fringe this year yeah. to do a, do a few shows and I'm like, oh, that sounds awful. Like I don't, I don't <laughs> want to go there and maybe not sell many tickets yeah. or, you know, stress about things or mm. it seems like way more anxiety yeah. than than yeah. i than i want in my life i think okay sam every time i have a guest on i have i'm very fascinated to know how their timeline was so where they grew up mm. to the point that you're here now so can you take us through that timeline yeah like yeah where did you grow up and how what was your first thing what did you pick up first because you you do you do so many things what do mm. you pick up first i grew up so i grew up on phillip island which is wow. a small yeah small Good coastal place. town yeah beautiful yeah place. Be it is beautiful, beautiful and place. i think it's a fun place to go for a holiday i think gro fun. growing up down there it wasn't there wasn't much, much down there do. there wasn't mm. much there you know that's like penguins or that's pretty much it. it's mm -hmm. just penguins <laughs> there's got a chocolate factory <laughs> yeah. now it's very yeah, exciting yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah it was 
nowhere, there wasn't much to do. So it was yeah. kind of like, you know, I, I wanted to do film mm-hmm. and they just, we didn't have a media department. Mm-hmm. Like I remember filling out a form once, like in year 12, and it was like, you know, when you have to fill out a form, it's like uh, to, for a film festival, we wanted to enter a film festival mm-hmm. and it was shooting format yes. and it was 16.9 or 4.9 four with, yes. with a dimensions that you dimensions. had to fill out. Yeah. And my teacher came up, my media teacher came up behind me and said, I think it's tripod. I was like, no, that's what I filmed it on. I don't think it's tripod. And she's like, no, no, I think just yeah. write tripod on there. I was like, no, so our media department wasn't strong. It's safe to say if you, if you yes. didn't know the answer to that question, it's probably – and the media teacher yes. was telling me to write tripod yeah, on a wow. form. Yeah. And I, we didn't get into the film festival, maybe because of tripod, maybe it was just a terrible film. Yeah. But so – I, I wanted to do film. There was no outlet for it down yeah. there. Mm. But I used to continually, like I wanted to make a TV show and my parents bought me a camera when I was like maybe 14 or 15. Mm. Yeah. And my friend and I would just contact comedians in Melbourne and just come up to the city, like get on the bus for like yes. three and a half hours when we were 15. The first person I ever filmed with was uh, Glenn Robbins who was mm. like, you know, Cal Cal yeah. Knight and Russell Coit, yeah, massive, and, yeah, and filmed yeah. with him. Filmed a little sketch with him, and then wow. because I filmed a sketch with him, then I got to film with other people. I filmed with Fiona Lachlan and all these wonderful comedians mm-hmm. and people, and met a lot of people through that. And so I just kept filming sketches, and my teachers were like, you know, that's you know that I, I was a very distracted, <laughs> a very distracted yeah. person, and I think they were like, well, he really likes this. Yes. Maybe maybe that's a good outlet. So they kind mm. of all encouraged me to do Pursue. film. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And then I kept making comedy sketches and then uh, I ended up making a, a documentary about Fiona Lachlan. Mm. I filmed her backstage at a, a comedy night mm-hmm. that she was doing. It was like maybe like a four or five-minute short film and it won an award and then I got to go to a... It was called the Australian Talented Youth Project and it was just a thing in Canberra where they chose one person from each state. Mm. I think it was Slim Pickings that year that I got chosen (laughs) to be in that group. But I went along and I didn't realise that they, like everyone had a tutor, everyone had a mentor. Like like dancers had a mentor, uh, singers had a mentor, writers had a mentor, but Mm. I didn't have a mentor. So it was just they Mm. wanted me to basically film the whole thing. It was like a free videographer. So I had to go around filming the event and wasn't necessarily involved in the event. But, you know, so you you get used to that when you're, you know, when you've got a camera Mm. and people want you to film things. That's shock gun approach to like filming things but i did that for i reckon i yeah just kept filming things and worked a casual retail job for you know a long time when i first moved to Mm -hmm. melbourne Mm -hmm. and then yeah i got a job at a film company and i kept making little films and stuff but it was yeah and that was kind of the the passion but i never studied film so you know i always felt weird Going along to film something and make things. Yeah. But then I think people want to... I, once I got the foot in the door with one thing, mm. then I was able to slowly do one more thing and one and more thing. Other. Yeah. Because you have that first initial stepping stone and they're like, okay, then you keep seeing this pathways like, okay, yeah. next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But you have to keep a very difficult that. thing to get your foot in the door anywhere when you have no formal yeah absolutely as yeah well. it's really it's so hard to get that first thing yeah and yes. someone to trust you and go oh no you can do you that you can do that you yes. can do that but yes. it takes a while and then you have to kind of keep showing up yeah. and keep showing your the, the thing i learned through stand-up was you're only as good as your last show mm-hmm. so you kind of have to keep going oh no i've got to do another thing and i've got to do another thing and yes. then I, I got one project with this and then i can maybe help someone else get yeah. their project up but it's always mm-hmm. continually 
trying to get that next thing. So you always have to keep working keep, on that. You're in that a forward momentum. You're just keep always, rolling. Yeah, always keep yeah. rolling. And it's hard. It's, it, it is it's hard, hard sometimes because you mm. get get a bit tired or you yes. don't want to do it or you're sick of turning up to a, someone else's writer's room yes. or something. But mm. you've got to keep keep going with keep it going. all the time. Which is and hard. even though if it's your passion, as soon as that becomes your job, it, it just it actually becomes your job. Then yeah, it's your job job. Yeah, absolutely. So you're just you're just in that circle of like, oh, okay, I like this. Yeah. But you're just like, oh shit, I need there's so much else included in that as well yeah so yeah film was your first thing sam yeah yeah absolutely How? i wanted to make documentaries that was my that was my first that was my first thing i loved watching documentaries initially as a kid yeah always the only and the only thing i like now is a, a documentary it's pretty, I'm, i saw scream yesterday and i love scream yeah. but i'm like but for me it's like always documentaries first if there's a documentary i'll watch mm. it before i'll watch anything else sam i wanted to save this maybe for the end of the podcast but i'll bring it up um, when Dan told me we're going to have you on, um, I always loved making films mm. as well. I'm into photography and I do yeah. that, do that kind of stuff as well. But I have this pipeline dream or like a, like a big dream ish that imagine it, cause I'm, I'm an outsider, right? I've been six years in Australia. I feel yeah. like I'm still an outsider. There's so much I can learn about the country and the culture and especially comedy culture yeah. and what I was going around. I thought if I can make a documentary on the on how the Australian comedy started on the OGs of the comedy. Yeah. Like yeah. imagine making that documentary on all the lives of people. We had Josh Earl here. We had mm. Sammy Shire. Josh has been doing this for 20, I think 22 years. Yeah, I think about that. Right? Yeah, wow. Yeah. And like if I could follow that storyline and have that, like what do you what do you think of that idea? Yeah, it's a great idea. Because you got you kind of got the the OG yeah. people like Wendy Harmer yeah. and Greg Fleet mm. and Judith Lucy and Anthony Morgan yes. and Darren Casey. And mm. there's, there's all these people that a lot of them aren't around anymore, but mm. I'm always fascinated yeah, by, by you know, those people, especially Wendy Harmer, who, mm. you know, was incredible, is incredible, but doesn't do stand-up. Well, yeah, it's so, so fascinating to, to know all those people who were doing it 20 years ago. Yeah. It was still kind of doing it here and yes. there and yeah. just seeing how it's grown and developed over the course yeah of yeah so many years well greg fleet isn't really doing stand-up anymore yeah. but was doing it for i mean yeah. i don't know i don't think he missed a comedy festival mm. ever but he was around right at the start and there's so many people that are still around and i think yeah a good time to do it would be now because there's so many of these amazing comedians, comedians that, that are still there and can and people like you know will anderson and people mm. like that mm. just the legends that yes. remember that time and talk about yes. their inspirations mm. so there's those people who are kind of the next generation sure. on that mm. loved all of those people mm. so i think that's a great idea for a documentary Oh, yeah, it's it's a very big thing for me because I absolutely have no experience in filmmaking. Mm. I do have a lot of experience in photography, yeah. but not in filmmaking. So coming, like, if I can learn something from you, how did you initially started doing film? Like, you said your parents bought a camera. Yeah, so I just started filming. I, I'm self-taught in every, like, mm. every area because I don't, yeah, I don't have a qualification. Mm. So I never went to university or anything. I got into psychology, but I didn't go. Mm. So I, I basically, yeah, just taught myself how to film. Then I was like, I had, like, an editing program mm. that was, I think, Final Cut or something, mm. and I yeah. learned how to edit in that, and then I'd film something a little bit longer 
stronger and work out how to, you know, the, it was so exciting. I remember thinking, oh, I'd love to be able to put a title mm. on, a, you know, something that you filmed, like something that simple yes. and looking at it, looking at a film and go, oh, I want to make that like yeah. that. And then you, yeah. you go away and kind of work out mm. how to do it. What was your inspiration like? Because I, I understand that when you're creating something, you do get inspiration from something. What were those films? What was those documentaries that that turned your gears? There was um, a piece of work, the Joan Rivers documentary yeah. that I loved. Yeah. I love Bowling for Columbine, which is a yeah. ridiculous thing to say, really. That yeah. that was I, I loved any documentary. Mm. I would watch anything, anything I could find. I would watch any documentary. There's a there's an amazing documentary. Uh, Please Shoot Me, the Elaine Stritch documentary. Mm. I think that's what it's called. There, there's some amazing documentaries. that I Anything that was there, there was a documentary on Elmo I remember watching. Big mm. Bird, they made a documentary mm. yeah. about Big Bird. There were so many different documentaries, documentaries that yeah. were coming out and any film screening I could go to, like mm. any thing at Nova or something, you know, in Carlton when mm. I came up to the city, yeah. there'd always be some sort of documentary screening yeah. night there. So I'd always go and see. see those. It was that or watching, you know, stand-up comedy if I could. Like I'd go and watch like, you know, or a local stand-up night or yeah. something. But there was always, yeah, any documentary that would kind of come down, Phillip Island, you know, the it was, we didn't have like a lot of, I, I guess it was a kind of a video store that we go to yeah. and mm -hmm. you could get kind of like a, a Hoop Dreams or, yeah. you know, the the classic yeah. or Capturing the Freedmen's or like a real classic documentary, but there weren't lots. And especially mm. for people my age, there was no one. No Netflix back then. No. Yeah. And no one wanting to watch, watch documentaries. documentaries. Yes. No one that I knew growing up yeah. wanted to watch documentaries like I wanted to. Did you did you always have a, had a pr director's perspective? Uh, when you were making documentaries, because you need to have a have a solid perspective of on from point A to point B, like this is how what I want to do. Yeah, so had that as a as a young as a young person. I think so, but I I think I'm <clears> just <throat> like I think I'm just really persistent. Like because you have to film everything, mm. and you can't just film you can't just stop filming because yes. a documentary you don't really know where it's going to end. Yeah. Like I had ideas in my head where something would end, but it would mm. never that would never be the the answer or you go I'm going to film for a year and that's where it's going to I, I really like Louis Theroux I'm always like Louis yeah. Theroux is amazing mm -hmm. and the way I think he's amazing is he he goes and films for like a week somewhere mm -hmm. and he has he bookends it he goes I'm going to meet that person then at the end there's I'm going to go back to that same person that I met at the start that I have a good relationship yeah. with and mm -hmm. we're going to tie it up nicely yes. And I always like that kind of it's it's very formulaic. It's a kind of a template of how you would make it in a week. Yeah. And documentaries, big like when you go, oh, I'm going to film for three years or four years. Mm. I know people who have made a documentary for seven years or ten years, wow. or because they don't have that endpoint. And that's kind of the annoying. Well, that's really thing as well. sort of boxing you in in the way. Yeah. But what I love about Louis Through as well is he goes back and revisits yeah. the same people years later. Yeah. That, and that's something really else that he wants to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is great. I think it's a great thing to go back and yeah. and second guess things. Because I guess anytime you meet someone, their answer is going to be different on a different day. Yeah. So you keep going and hopefully mm. you get... Like I've, I've interviewed people before where I'm like, oh, no, that's not the answer that I thought you would give. Mm. Yeah. And then you go, oh, but I want to get that information out of them. Yeah. So I have to kind of ask the question in a different way on a different day yeah. when we're in a different spot. 
and then hopefully they'll answer it that way yeah. to get that bit of information. But a lot of the time it doesn't work like that. So you just but, have to keep filming. But I think when you do it for the second time, you sort of have a understanding of their psychology as well and yeah. you're working off yep. of the last impression of them. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it's not, it might not be the same next time. No, because yeah. they're different every single day yes. and you kind of yeah. have to start again and then, you know, it's kind of you're writing the script in the edit, yeah. which mm. is something that's really weird because it's like, well, I have to kind of come up with what I think the idea is as you're editing it yes. but then you know when you film sometimes you've got like 70 hours of footage and you've got to yeah. make like you know an hour and a half yeah. documentary or you've got to try and make something kind of small yeah on that do you initially have a perspective and you write it and well once you've done shooting and you've you have and you're editing it does your perspective change during it because i'm, I'm guessing you there's a like you must write stuff and then you shoot it and then when you're sitting editing it, does, does your perspective change during that time? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Or your, your idea of someone changed. Does it evolve into something different? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Because then you can choose how you want that person to be portrayed yes. or you can choose yes. how. Or if they say, you know, I've, I've certainly been very nice to people that I've filmed, you know, because <laughs> I, th I think sometimes you go, oh, you could really edit that in a mm. way that's not very nice mm. or... I've certainly got lots of footage of people where they've said really awful things, things. or something. And you're like, yeah. no, I'm not going to put that in or I'm not yeah. going to, I'm going to leave all of that out because you want to show maybe a nicer version of, 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 of them or, mm. or whatever it is. But sometimes some of it can be quite hard because you want to show something, but it's kind of maybe not exactly what they want. Mm. I think I, I watch, I love this documentary called Rock and Roll Nerd, which was on um, the Tim Minchin documentary oh, yes. by yep. Rianne Skirving. Mm. And she made this amazing documentary about Tim Minchin when he first started. Mm. And I remember him always saying, because when I met him, I was like, oh, I love that documentary. And he didn't want to talk about it, you know. Wow. And I was like, oh, it would be really hard for him to watch that. Yeah. And he always says he doesn't like it. And mm. it's it, you couldn't. I don't think you could like a documentary True. made about you. Because yeah. it would be too much and you kind of go, oh, it's too personal or yeah. that's just me. Yes. And it is, it's it would kind of like be stand-up writing it for someone else and for like it. Well, it it's yeah. a weird perspective, I think. It is. I think it's maybe in that situation, it's, a, it's you through the lens of someone else. So it's mm. just too much for you, I well, guess. Well, what I remember from that Tim Minchin documentary mm. is he was living quite a chaotic life. Yeah. And it wasn't... Yeah particularly working out for him at the time so yep. of course he wouldn't want to revisit no, that situation yeah, in yeah. his life well because it'd be yeah. hard to watch i think yeah. it's hard to watch when you're being filmed by someone yeah. and then you know that that conversation oh, yes. you had with someone was 20 minutes mm. and they chose to use 30 seconds of it when you're maybe having a go at someone yeah. or you're <laughs> yes. a bit upset about yeah, something and yeah. just really stressed out about yeah. something yeah like they're more they're, i mean they're more uh, documentaries are always more I think more true to who the person is than like a reality show. Sure. But even a reality show, it's got, mm -hmm. you know, you have producers in there and they're doing things and they're, you know, manipulating certain things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what kind of what sometimes documentaries are like that as well, I think. A really well-produced ones are mm -hmm. kind of a little bit more. So after you were, well, while you were doing film, mm -hmm. what, how did the transition to film? What was your next? Was it comedy after film? Uh, not I did I did both at the same time. So at the same time. Yeah, wow, yeah. Okay. So I did the the comedy stuff. A friend of mine wanted to do stand up. Mm -hmm. uh, who I met. I, I think I met him through the film stuff at Channel Thirty One, mm -hmm. yeah. and then he wanted to do stand up, and then asked me if I would come along and help him 
with some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And I went along and he met up with a comedian called Greg Fleet. They met up and mm-hmm. were chatting and then he wanted to do stand-up. Greg was kind of showing him how to do it. And then Fleety was like, to me, I think you should do it. And I was like, oh, no, I don't, I don't want to do that. And he was like, no, I think you should do it. Because I was kind of writing my friend's mm. jokes mm. for him, trying to help yeah. a little bit. Yes. And he, I think Fleety and I just got along better than my friend and, and him. So yeah. we kind of developed a little bit of a relationship, but it wasn't, it wasn't really solid or anything. And then about a year later... I ran into him randomly. Some I can't remember where it was, but I ran into him, and then he said, "Have you have you tried stand up yet?" Mm. And I said, "No." And he said, "Come meet me at the Exford Hotel, which is like you know on Russell Street. It's an awful, awful pub. Where <laughs> they run an awful comedy night as well. Um, it's just a real rough comedy. It's real. It's yeah. not awful. It's just a real rough comedy night." Yeah. And he said, "Come meet me there, and you should work on a five minute bit." Yeah. He helped me kind of come up with a five minute mm. stand up set. Then. He booked me a really good gig for my first gig. So the first gig was great. Like the first gig was really good. Uh-huh. Second gig was awful because it was the Exford. And yeah, yeah. it was just awful. Like it was just like I think one guy was asleep up the front <laughs> oh, and another person wasn't really interested yeah. in the whole show. There was a lot of heckling yeah. and everything. So I felt good after the first one, but then the second one was like really rough. Mm-hmm. Was it hard for you to come up with material or was it na- did it come natural to you? I think it came pretty naturally, yeah. I, did, I mean, I did it for a bit and I always had lots of different materials. So that was always fun. But yeah, it was. I, I definitely. I think it's, it's a very hard thing to do. Like it's you know to get up yeah. like that much and do it. You know, in front of all these different people who yes. some might like you, some mm. might not. It's a hard thing to yeah. It's a hard thing to get used to. It's not a very natural thing to do. When you were starting, was it enjoyable? Would you? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, 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 loved it when I first started. Like I really enjoyed it, and then I kind of fell out of love. Yeah. with it a little bit and yeah. kind of got a bit annoyed at it and then found the love again. And I think it was, I think I'm not like a, I, I never found like the passion for it that someone like Dilruk Jai Singer, I started out with him and yeah. he was so passionate. Mm. He mm. was doing it for a little bit before I started and then I met him and he had like a drive for it. It was mm. like this is his mm. life mm-hmm. and he wanted to be out every night and when he wasn't, when he wasn't performing, he was still there every night. Mm. He loved it and he was very supportive of everybody. But I was kind of like, I don't want to be here. Like, you know, I was like, you know, on my nights off, I didn't want to be in a comedy club and I didn't didn't want to be up the back listening to... Like, I loved watching the comedy, but... I wasn't necessarily wanting that to be my whole life. Actually having to be a participant. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. most of my friends aren't in comedy, so yeah. I kind of, you know, they were always doing things and mm. I'd miss birthdays and I'd miss so much stuff or I'd have to go somewhere for 10 minutes mm. and have to go oh, or, yes. you know, and it was very it was very mm. hard to juggle all of that. So I didn't have the passion for it that someone mm. like Dil Rook or someone like that had. Did you... In, like as a as an individual, did you enjoy or do you enjoy the writing aspect of it or the performing aspect of it much more like comparatively to both? Writing? Probably writing. writing. Yeah, yes. I like the writing of it and coming yes. up with it rather than getting up and doing it. Doing the performing. Yeah, I think that, you, yeah. you guys I, have that in I, common. I, I yes. did stand up in Canberra oh, right. for about a year. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah, I really enjoyed the writing process. Yeah, but like you, I had so much anxiety yeah, yeah. leading up to a gig. Yeah. But when I started performing, I was fine, but I still had that anxious feeling at the pit of my stomach every single time before yeah. a gig where I just I couldn't do it yeah, anymore. Well, yeah. And, yeah. I, and I would, you know, that's how I met Dan Connell. And yeah. I don't know if you've heard of the Stevenson experience, but them, them as well, they, they started down in 
Canberra and just to see their trajectory. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's amazing some people that love yeah. love one part of it mm. and you really have to love both of them. Like you really have to love, like have to love crafting it, come up with ideas yes. and then you have mm. to love the other side of it as well. Yeah. But like me, I, you know, I, I didn't like the performing You part. just have to be obsessed with it to a degree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's something that you're never going to master. It's like a, a thing that you're never going to get perfect at. You're never going to step away from it and go, I've learned all I needed to learn from that. Like mm. you're always going to have to improve prove and yeah i think like saying well will anderson again like he i think said a year ago that it was the best show he's ever done Mm. and every time he does it it's like a best show or Mm -hmm. it's a new show it's a new angle and he's finally i think yeah last year he said that that was the best show he's done and also that's when he's felt like himself finally yes i go wow that's someone that's done it for like Mm. 24 25 years Like having to do it for that long and loving it. Mm. Like if you, I think if you don't have that drive for it, then yes, there's no reason you should be doing yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. So you were juggling sort of filmmaking and comedy on mm. the side. So yeah. what, what was your next venture? Like how was that timeline coming in? What's the next thing that's, that was ahead in the horizon? Um, I, I, I think it was just, I, I think I just kept doing it. I think I just kept yes. doing both of them. At the same time and not really like always feeling like the film stuff wasn't going that mm-hmm. well because the comedy stuff was also really there mm-hmm. and it was hard because I was like going oh I really want to do the behind the scenes stuff and I'm, yes. I'm spending a lot of time performing and doing that and that's kind of and I wasn't very good at it like I mean I was doing stand-up and stuff but I wasn't I, like I don't think I was amazing at stand-up I think I was good I think mm-hmm. I was technically good but I don't think I was amazing at it. And I've never mm. been a really strong performer. Yes. Where a lot of, I like making other people funny. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of other people around me being funny, I'm a good coordinator of that. Energy. And a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm good I'm good at that, but I'm not good, I don't think, as an actor or, you know, like all mm. that stuff yeah. is kind of the more on screen stuff and that I, yes. I think I wanted to be, but I wasn't. And I think that's a hard thing to kind of admit to yourself that you want to do that, but then yeah. you go, yeah. you're not actually that good at it. Yeah. Like, you know, and you go, so, oh, well, that's, that's, that's kind of hard when you think that. So you were the guy that was behind the camera yeah. in, instead of being in front of it. Because since you're a, you're a videographer, you're a director, you have that perspective. Yeah. You, you want to be behind scenes. And I can understand that because I do sort of relate to that as well a little mm. bit because said of you being a performer you just want to be behind the scenes and just tell the story was that am yeah. i am i right yeah absolutely yeah and you can kind of yeah the the collaboration between people is great you can go yeah oh i want to i want to do it this way or i want to film this mm. again or i want to kind of go around here and capture that i kind of like other people being funny and other people doing things mm. rather than me doing, me it. doing i think it. the yes. the spotlight on me is yeah. too much i kind of want to continually pressure other people to yeah do what they need to do and help them. That's why I like the producing stuff more than, you know, more than the rest of it because it's kind of someone else doing it and then, you know, I can mm-hmm. sit back at the end of the day and it's someone else who's done all this great stuff and you're really yes. proud of them and happy for them and you kind of helped. But when it's just yeah. you, it's, it's really taxing. Too much. It's yeah. Too much. It's very yeah. much the dynamic that me and Harmon have yeah, right. as well yeah. because he's very he's a very good talker and he's great at asking questions. Yeah. Where... I'm a bit self-conscious when it comes to asking questions and I'd like to put a schedule together or like all yeah. the sort of, I guess, producing elements of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, it's a great thing though. <laughs> like it's a great, it's, I think it's a great team thing to have as yeah. well because you go, well, one person's got a strength that you yeah. perceive and then the exactly. other person's got another. And that 
works really well. well together. I don't know if you've seen, there's a great documentary about the making of South Park. Mm, the making of the South Park. Yeah, and it's called, like, I think it's called 30 Days to South yeah. Park or something like that. Mm. It's amazing because you look at people like, you know, Trey Parker and Matt Stone and you go, even if you don't like South Park, it's fascinating how they do it. Like I think Trey Parker's the writer and, and mm. the director and mm. he has the vision and Matt Stone's the guy that sits there and goes, we don't want to answer that or we don't want to do that. Mm. And he's kind of more the producer of it. Mm. But they work so well as a team that it's so perfect and so well-oiled that I think that is like a really healthy thing yes. to have. And and those sorts of things need to mm. coexist because mm. then you can't have something. There's a reason why it takes so many people to do yes. one one task, one yeah. one TV show, sure. one film. There's so many other people that, that need to be involved. Yes, yeah. And, and that's the, I think doing it all yourself is a, a very mm. rough, a very rough thing it's, to have to do. And I think when there's two, I don't think I would have been able to do this by myself. This is, yeah. eight, eight, we're eight episodes yeah. in. I don't think I would have been able to do it by myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much. But it's a good thing to know, though. It's yeah. a good thing to test out and go, yes. oh, I, you know, I'm good at this bit. I know what, you know, I know what Daniel mm. brings. Yeah. I know, you know, it's, yeah. it's a good thing to go, I know what each person brings to it. And yeah. I know mm. I couldn't do that. Like, I, I have yeah. so many things that I know I can't do. And, and it's great when someone, you have someone else to go, oh, no, don't do that or, you know, like even I do live shows for my podcast I do now and, and doing that, like I'm like I'm not good at that but the people who help me with it are great at yes. it and they know exactly what they're mm -hmm. doing and they just tell me if I'm going over or doing things that I shouldn't be doing and they're like, oh, I'll sort that out and they mm. do it in an email and yeah. it's so much easier because they know exactly what's you're leaving it to experts instead yes. of, you know, trying to do everything. By yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you that, that since you have your podcast, um, Confessions. Yeah. Confessions of Idiots. Uh, it's, it's now just called Confessions. confessions? So it was, it was called Confessions of Idiots. Yeah. And then I was like, I, I had a few people that told me idiots isn't very nice to say about people, people. who have written on Reddit yeah. and things. And so yeah. I, I changed it recently just to Confessions. Just to Confessions. Yeah. That's... It's such an interesting concept because it is a podcast, but it's a podcast on confessions and you're talking to that with comedians and with, with very interesting people. How did you come up with that idea? I was, uh, so I was leaving the world of comedy and I was kind of thinking, because I had yes. so many comedy friends, yeah. I was kind of thinking, I'll really miss this world. Mm -hmm. Like the, the thing I liked most about comedy was hanging out with people. Yeah. Yes. And then, you know, hang out because you go... I can go to a gig and I can see people like yeah. Dil Rook and people like, you know, all these yeah. wonderful friends that I made. But then I would see them four times a week. Yeah. I'd see Dil one night a week or mm -hmm. other friends. But then when I was lifted out of it, I saw no one. And I was kind of just hanging out, doing things that I really enjoyed doing. But I wasn't seeing people Missed anymore. Life. Yeah, and it was, just, it was just having a drink with people after a show yeah. or, yeah. you know, like... The best nights were like going for a drink with someone after you'd both done a gig, and then you go to another bar, and you go, you know, and you, you'd have the best night. Yeah, and I yeah. really missed that. And so then I tried to do a few different podcasts. I tried to do it with my friend uh, Kirsty Weebeck. We tried to do a podcast together. Mm -hmm. We did that for a little bit, and it didn't really work. And then you know, not for any reason. It was just like you know, we were both really busy and had lots of things going on. And then I tried to just, I had heaps of other ideas and nothing was really working. Mm. And then a friend of mine kept sending me all these Reddit confessions that they found and they were really badly worded and really funny and, like, we just laughed about it a lot. 
and I met up with these people in Adelaide. They were doing a podcast and they asked me on their podcast and then I was chatting to them and I just kind of saw their setup and I kind of mm. got excited about it and mm. there was something about microphones and something yes. about like I was like, oh, shit, because I had done a podcast previously mm. with Greg Fleet yes. and we had done a podcast for years together and it was very infrequent. It was the most infrequent podcast well, ever because Fleet is hard to Well, being a fan of... Rusty Fragment. Oh, right. Which that was, you did live shows out in South Yarra. Oh, my as God. Well, yeah. Which I, which I attended oh, quite right. regularly. And, oh, right. Yeah. And you just stopped. No, of course. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so I did it. Yeah, did a podcast with Fleety for years because I was like, he's the best talker mm. ever. Yeah. I still think that. He's just brilliant. And then we started doing this podcast together. Mm-hmm. And it was called The Rusty Fragments. So we started doing sketches together each week. Mm-hmm. And then Fleety, because he's so hard to organise, just yeah. kind of fell out of that a bit. Yeah. So I kept doing them because I was kind of writing them by myself anyway and I was, like, trying to come up with weekly sketches. Yeah. And they were never, you know, they never got heaps of views or anything, but I just thought every Sunday I'm going to put out a new sketch yeah. and yes. it will be, like, you know, two-minute sketch. Mm-hmm. A friend of mine will film it and it will be fun. It's just a, And all these comedians and stuff, it's just a fun way to do it. And then Fleety and I started doing live podcasts together and... Yeah. Did that for a while, and then we did the worst comedy festival show of all time, which like, I attended oh, as well. Oh my god! It was oh, fuck it. I'm so sorry. It was I said that to an email. It was so bad. It was it was basically Fleety was had a really rough time yeah. at the time and was out of it, and it was the whole experience was awful from the start. Like it was it was too late to cancel it when the venue was awful. Every everything yeah. about it was terrible, yeah. and we oh. did that, and it was four weeks. And it was so. This was at the end of me getting out of the comedy, comedy as well, and yeah. this was the real clincher. That's like seal was, of the deal. After yeah. That, oh my god, absolutely. <laughs> and I'd just done a play before that. I'd done a play that year. Mm, yeah. um, I'm so sorry. That's, that's so okay. rude of me. Um, there was a, there was a um, play that I'd just done as well yeah. that same year with another comedian, and they were drunk the whole. It was it was oh, awful. So I'd done yeah. that, and then I went and did this yeah. one in Melbourne, and yeah. I was you know I was so annoyed at that time i was like fuck like and then i was like i'm just going to become a shit person if i am being annoyed about Mm -hmm. this every night like because i had to rock up to the venue every night and it was just a shit show nothing we had a director the director gave up on it like it was just (laughs) it was it was a shambles and i knew exactly why and there were lots of reasons why but it was just such a bad show and we had done that Rusty Fra- it was called Rusty Fragment. We did all these sketches mm-hmm. and podcasts mm-hmm. and we just kept doing it. And then I was like, you know, I was kind of going, I want to bring the fleety thing back. Because mm-hmm. at that time, people, lots of people, lots of guests were coming on the podcast. Like, mm-hmm. and it was a really fun show. Like, and also I loved- you and Fleety have a great Yeah, yeah, well. thank you. Yeah, yeah we, we loved working together. <laughs> and we, I... I think I was the one that could be mean to Fleety mm-hmm. because people were scared. People who knew him yeah. were always scared to be mean to him and to ask him what he's talking about. Where a lot of I didn't grow up watching him, yes. so I didn't ha- have that idea of yeah, him as this yes. legend. Yeah. It wasn't until I saw him do stand up that I was like, yeah. "Oh my god, oh, he's, yeah. he's the best." Uh, but Fleety has a lot of things going on yeah. in his life constantly and he's, he's always the butt of jokes and people mm. always say he's got, you know, because of his heroin addiction and, you know, money and there's always these things. Yes. But at, at, his, at his heart he's a very good, mm. lovely person. Yes. And we kept doing this podcast and I loved doing it with yeah. him but then it got harder because he would 
I'd book it and he wouldn't come or he'd be three hours late or whatever it was. And so it got too hard to manage it. And so I was like wanting to do a podcast, but everything I found, it wasn't working. Mm. And then I did another, uh, yeah, then I was there. My friend kept sending me Reddit confessions. I was like, what should I do? And they were like, you should do this as a podcast. And so, yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't really know. And at the time there was a podcast and, you know, one of the most popular podcasts in the world, my dad wrote a porno. Yeah. And he was like, you should do sex confessions of idiots. That's funny, like sex confessions of idiots. And I was like, yeah, but I don't want it to just be sex. Like I was like, because there's so many, like, I mean, you know, it pretty much is now. But I mean, you know, when I started it, it was like someone shits themselves every episode. So, you know, so it's always these recurring things. And I got um, Stephen Curry and Matt Stewart yeah. and we sat down and recorded an hour and it wasn't what it is now. It was th- th- yes. Back then it was more of a uh, would I lie to you sort of thing because right. I had confessions as well and would. Anyway, and I did, I did like, I think I recorded like six of those and I always did it, you know, with friends over a bottle of wine. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the thing. It was like my idea of... Yes. Those, those nights mm-hmm. with, with, you know, with comedians mm-hmm. together and then it became the best part of my week. So every single week I would sit down and do it and it was a, like you guys have just started a podcast. It's like yes. the, the slog of starting it yes. is the hardest thing mm-hmm. and making it consistent, consistent is the hardest thing. It's very hard. It is. It's really hard and also like I'm always eight weeks minimum ahead of my podcast because wow. because I go, I'm, I'm going to get busy. I'm not going to be able to do it one mm-hmm. week. And then, you know, like today I told you I've recorded six, you know, like I've, I've, I did two other people's and then I did, you yeah. know, and I'll do uh, four of mine today and then the of both different podcasts. Yes. And then I'm always, if I have a Sunday, I'm like, oh, I'll do two episodes and then I'm two ahead again. Because I'm, I'm like obsessed with not missing a week and yeah, I've never yes. missed a week. And because, you know, then comedy festivals happen. Coming, and yes. So you have to, for Adelaide and stuff, there's all mm-hmm. these different timings where I have to start putting up bonus episodes because mm. I've recorded too many and yeah. then it's like a, a yeah. backlog of all these things. All this, yeah. yeah. So I, I just started recording every week where I was like, oh, I'll just do it with some friends. And I was lucky that I had lots of friends in that world who Helping I knew you. could make it funny. Yeah. Oh, yes. And I've only had Fleety on it once. Uh, Fleety was very funny on it. And then even when he was on it, I felt like we were becoming that, you know, that rusty fragment yeah. sort of, you know, yeah. the, yes. the two of us together because I find him just the funniest person in the world. So doing that again with him was really fun. But, you know, I, I think I'm... I, I kind of get jealous sometimes, not jealous, but like, you know, like a do go on or, a, yeah. you know, all these great podcasts out there. I'm always like, oh, the partnership is so nice. The, mm. the banter, yeah. the, the chemistry. Yeah. And like, yes. you know, um, Jess Perkins, Dave Warnicke and Matt Stewart, mm. like those people in a room together, they're all genuinely very, very, very funny, funny. and good at what they do. And they get to do it together every week. Mm-hmm. Like that's, to me, that's heaven. Like that's the nicest thing in the world. Mm. So for me, I do it with, you know, two different people two every different week, ones, yes. which is great and I love that. But sometimes you're like, oh, I, I miss that. You know, I miss that feeling. Having a dynamic with someone yeah. else to help you through it. Exactly. Because yeah. even, you know, even just doing it with Fleety, it would be every time when we'd finish the yeah. podcast, mm. we'd have a drink together and we'd chat about it and we'd plan, oh, let's meet up this week again yeah. and do this. And it's just even the little admin things are really fun. Yes. And, you know, I, I, I do miss that, I think, you know, that collaboration, but it's it's also, it's really nice when it goes well. Like mm. it's like, you know, when you're doing it all the time, I've had maybe three podcasts I've done where I, mm. I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, you 
looking at your watch or you're going, oh, no, yeah, I, I, I want to get out. Or the guest yeah. hates the idea. Yeah. I had that a few times where the guest didn't know. I only ever ask friends and then a few times I've had publicists reach out to me to mm. get someone on. Yeah. And all of those have been awful. Like all of those <laughs> yeah. have been like they want to be interviewed because they go, yeah. you know, they look, I guess, and go, oh, they might have some listeners in Australia that yeah. we might want to get and, and then they come on and they're not into it yeah. and they, they don't want to do the confessions. confessions and, yeah. and I'm like, well, that's what the whole thing is. Like uh, I like interviewing people but yeah. that's like the top ten minutes of the podcast yeah. and it's, then it's, then it's you know, straight in. Yeah. 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 And you do that very yeah. naturally. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, try, I try to do, you know, a good, a good measure of yeah. both of them but yes. sometimes, you know, sometimes it's really hard to like mm. – get that and I had uh, a comedian on from America and they were on Zoom and they hated it and oh, they yeah. logged off halfway through. <laughs> but I was just like, oh, like it was – and we didn't not get along or anything. We mm. got along fine. But as soon as I started reading the confessions, it was clear that his publicist yeah. hadn't told him oh, that's what yes. it was. Yeah. Even though I'd done an intro and stuff and I was like, it was called Confessions Idiots. Yeah. And I was like, does he think he's the idiot? <laughs> like I was like thinking, oh, no, maybe he <laughs> thinks that I'm having a go at him Yes, and things like that. I, 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 I think it comes back to missing the the, the closeness of mm. having a duo or yes. having a, you know, because it is, it is the, the best. Yes. The, and the, chem, the constant chemistry is really nice. But yes. when you're doing a podcast by yourself so, and then you've got two other people coming yeah. and those two people might not know each other yeah. and they're getting to know each other at the same time you're trying to yes. get because they're your two friends it's too much on one person because yeah. you're the sort of like the in charge of that and you're like sort of managing the perspective mm. their energies or how the podcast it's so yeah. much running in your head yeah it's like a birthday it, so, you know when you have a birthday and you're <laughs> yeah. like oh they don't like, know or each a wedding, other or a wedding. yeah it's not yeah. fun for you it's not like fun it's for just you. like oh and it you know and that's being harsh because it is very fun for me but it's yeah. also like oh like i'm, I'm getting yes. them to, so then i have uh, duos that I know work really well yeah, together yes. and then you're like, oh, well, they'll come back together, they'll mm. come back together. Mm. And then sometimes you have a duo that they're just very different people mm. and mm. one of them will say something the other one doesn't like and then, oh, yeah, you know, and then you're going, oh, okay, well, they don't really gel and I thought they would gel. But it's just getting the right match of those of those you, people. You would learn so much from those episodes, right, because you're sort of, those are like your case studies and then you can understand the psychology of people. Yeah. And you have to be so quick on thinking and making those split-second decisions. That, yeah. Oh, shit, we don't want to lose that balance of the podcast. We yeah. have to keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a really hard thing to get to to, to get people. You have to kind of read people's body language. Body language and go, they yes. don't want to talk about that. They're not interested yeah, in that. There, And so there's a lot that you're... There's a lot that you're doing. I know even you two, like you're filming this and yes. I do that too. Yes. And I that's why I try and use studio spaces because when you're doing it all by yourself, so, there's much. so much going on so and you're much. monitoring the audio. Yes. You're also making sure that the guests are comfortable. Yes. Everything's going okay. Yeah. But it's a lot to, it's a lot to keep it's in your mind lot. and a lot yeah. to juggle. Because you technically would want all your cylinders in your brain to fire just and play with and have yep. fun yeah because there are like three things seven things just going at the back of your head all yeah audio, yeah video, what's going on and all this absolutely stuff. yeah sam how how does a preparation for a podcast go for you and this is coming from a learner's perspective because yeah we, we want to learn from you as well so i want you to give us advice and i want to mm. tell tell us how do you prepare for it because sorry because you have two guests on and mm. you're like 
doing your research on two different guests at the time and yeah. how you want to combine those together. Yeah, well, I guess the, the, the research perspective is pretty easy because yes. for me because, you know, they're usually two friends that I know really oh, yeah, well yeah, that yeah. I kind of know what they're doing anyway, so mm. that's kind of good yeah. that you can talk to them about what they're doing and you kind of already have a perspective in your mind mm. of what's going on with them. Mm. But... Yeah, I, I have to find confessions. So every week I have to find four Reddit confessions and they're always, it's hard after, I've been doing it almost five years mm -hmm. and wow. that's really hard to find good confessions still. Mm. So it takes a bit longer now. It takes about an hour every week to find four confessions. A lot of digging. It's a lot of digging and sometimes that can be two hours, sometimes that can be three hours yes. and I try and do it the week before. I block out time in my diary to find them because mm -hmm. if it gets to the day before and I can't find anything, it's really stressful. Like I've done that a few times <laughs> where I'm like, oh, no, oh, I'm not finding anything, anything. and people are going to be here tomorrow yeah. and I haven't got anything. Yeah, that's oh, really that's, that's a really stressful thing that I've had a few times before and I don't let that happen again. Yeah. But I pretty much like block out time the week before and I go, I'm going to find all these confessions this week. I've got it done and I kind of put it in my notes app. I've got everything there and then from there I go, you know, find time to book two guests. Yes. Then they're locked away and then it's kind of just booking in, you know, do I record it at my house, which I do because I've got a, um, like set up there so yeah. that's really good or then I can do it here at Stupid Old Studios which is really yeah. great as yeah. well and yeah. they film it really well and mm -hmm. they, you know, make it look mm -hmm. really nice. So, yeah, so it's kind of like a mix of like where do I want to do it, how do I want to do it, what two guests do I want to have on, who's got things coming out. And then also you have to kind of go, oh, what have they got coming out that they want to promote? Mm -hmm. So then you have to go, oh, when does this have to come out? Yes. Where does that fit into my schedule? Like I felt bad for people who were like I have to keep bumping back because mm. I've already recorded it with them but then six people have got stuff coming out way before they've got yeah. stuff coming uh, out. So they kind of have to wait eight weeks for their episode to come out or, you know, yes. it's that sort of stuff that kind of gets a little bit annoying for other people, I think, when they go on a podcast and they've got yeah. something they want to promote in that moment yeah. mm. and then all this other stuff is happening yes. and there's too much going on and you have to kind of juggle a lot of that. Mm. So, I yeah, I always just kind of block out time in my I'm, – I'm pretty good with time management, so I'm like, oh, this hour I'm doing this, this hour I'm doing this, this hour. So just the consistency of it, knowing mm. that at least once a week, sadly, I'll be on Reddit. You know, like at one point <laughs> I'll be on Reddit just and I'll be just through. scrolling and yeah. scrolling or going onto another website like there's um, Simply Confess and all yeah. these other ones that will go on and if I can't find that then I'll go back to another one and I'll kind of – and I, I any time I have one pops up on my phone, I save it and I put it somewhere just so I know mm. – that that's one I've got locked away yeah. and I've always got, then I've got to only find two that week or yeah. I've got to find one that week or I've got a backlog saved. Mm. And then, yeah, and then it's just about booking guests and that that's the hardest, that's the hardest yeah. bit because you have to make your, I'm real busy so I have to work on my own schedule yeah. and then I have to work on two other people's schedules. schedules so yes. I work full time, I do a lot yes. of different things mm. and then I have to, you know, work mm. on, work on the podcast as well like you know oh. that's one one and it probably takes like you know an hour uh, to two. record mm -hmm. but then you go oh like today just doing so many there's like a, a bit before and a bit after because people like people come to my house I give them a drink yeah. and we sit down if they, they have a coffee they want a yeah. wine they want whatever and today we had Canadian clubs and mm -hmm. then we're sitting around <laughs> having those and then you know you're sitting around after it yeah. and you're chatting for a bit and that's really that's really good 
to do that and have that luxury. But you also, you know, you have to carve out time to, to allow yeah. for that. You have to well. allow for that. So it's like, oh, yeah. two hours then of that. But luckily every other one today was on Zoom. So yeah. I was like, oh, oh. that's good because I know I have to go. Yes. I have to go now. Like I did, you know, I had that cut off cut after off an time, hour, yes. which was really, yeah, which was really good in the end because it was like I had to do too early in the morning because mm. the people were in America and mm. Ireland. Oh, uh, yeah. And so you go, oh, okay, well, that's really good. So those two You have the time then, scheduled all yeah. set up. So everything was kind of, yeah, everything was kind of perfect in that way, lined up, but sometimes it doesn't go like that or mm. or you have guests that you really want to hang around with after and... Just chill and yeah, have fun yeah. with them. Have fun with them, and yes. that's that's kind of the beauty of it. That yeah. yeah, yeah. I can I please also mention that Sam has recorded six episodes today, <laughs> which is just I lied. It's actually five, but <laughs> oh, well, this is the six. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. you would have been recorded six episodes, man. The, I get so tired after one episode. Yeah, yeah. Because your 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 mind is just like mesh after that. I yeah, don't know how you manage it, man. Well, it's yeah, it's uh, like I try and just get as much done as possible, and then. Two, so it was two hours this morning, and then I had I did two more, and I think it was like ten and eleven, mm. and then I did another one in yes. the in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. So that was, and the afternoon one was really nice because there's two people coming over that I know really well. So yeah. that was kind of a fun, and yeah, a yeah. Podcast. But then yeah, yes. the other two were one of them was I think two of them were half hour podcasts, which was yes. really good. So, you know, when, when they're kind of shorter, yes. you can kind of, it's really punchy, yeah. but it does take a lot of effort sometimes to, 100%. you know, to try and get that to get a certain that, point yeah. and try and you have to put in the energy as well because yeah, it's a short yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, doing Patreon episodes of other yes. people's podcasts and stuff. So, wow. you know, and they were, one was 20 minutes today. And so it's just, it's just trying to find that right amount of time. So I haven't been podcasting for five hours, but yeah. the time around that has been, you know, doing doing other things is kind of hard to count in that time and, yeah. and say this is how I want to, you know, how I, I guess in your head you go, oh, this has to be this amount of time but then yes. then after it someone will say, oh, can you cut something out or can you do this yes. or can you do that? And you have to kind of... Then you have to go back all the way yeah, and up and just, yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you write down a structure or questions or do you just freestyle it? Freestyle it. Freestyle yeah, it? Yeah. Does that come natural to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I yeah, I think I just have always been that way. Yeah. I'm not I don't think writing things down has ever helped me. Yeah. Like I, I think I'm always better at just going, Oh, I know kind of what I want to get out of it and I know kind of what I want to say there. It doesn't always work. I mean, sometimes you have to have questions in the back of your head. Yes, and, you do. You know, like, okay, when you stop saying something, yeah. I need to come up with I something to, come to say. Yeah. I saw your interview with Will Anderson. It was so good. I saw how you were so fluent with changing questions. I was like, oh, man, I admire that. That was really good. Oh. And I looked at that. I was like, That's, man, he's so good at asking questions because we're so good at changing questions. And I think I'm learning. I want to learn that skill. I'm trying to learn that skill. We're new. I get it. But it's like... I want to get there as well. So that, that was really good. Man. Oh, thank you. No, it's, I think you just got to, it's all about listening to when you think they want to start mm. talking about something else. Like it's, it's yes. that, True. that thing of, yeah, like people like Will Anderson are very good at talking. Like, you know, like yeah. someone like yeah. that is yeah. just, he'll just keep going until there's a natural out. And then yes. you're like, okay. And then you move on to the next yeah. question. You just have to just nudge them in a direction and yeah. we'll just start talking. Yeah, about yes. yeah. But that's, a, it is hard to sometimes gauge, yes. you know, gauge yeah. that stuff and yeah. see when, see when, you know, 
a conversation is kind of exhausted, exhausted mm. as well. Like that, that's another thing where you're kind of like, oh, I'll go down this Premise end. comes and to an end yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and sure. usually people are pretty good at telling that yes. and telling yeah. that telling and, that, and yeah. saying, oh, no, I want it to end here or I yes. want to. I want to do this and I want to go this way and I definitely want to talk about this. It's very hard when someone's like, I want to talk about this and you're like, mm. oh, no, like you, maybe we won't. Mm, yeah, like, yeah. And then you're trying to get yeah. them there. Like it's hard when you're trying to get them there but then oh. they go down a different route. Because you know they really want to talk, talk about, about that about one it. thing. Yes. So you have to kind of go a little bit longer and try yeah. a little bit harder. But I, I find the comedy stuff is easier to do than interviewing people. People, yeah. Because the interviewing stuff, it's like, you know, I think it's hard sometimes to consistently if they're, if they're not giving much, then it's really hard. It's to, very hard to kind of get them to keep talking and yes. get them to stay on that track. We learned that so quickly because yep. first two episodes were just me and Dan just talking, just seeing it was a sort of yep. experiment. Yeah. Second and th- sorry, third and fourth episode were our mates who were mm. here. They work with us, and given that they're not super professional talkers. We had to like push them and pull stuff out of them. Yeah, and yeah. we learned that very quickly. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah, it's really hard because, like, yes. you know, and even if you work with someone who doesn't do, like, I found it hard to like when I started working full time. I was kind of like, oh, yeah. it's really hard to bring things out of people who aren't naturally actors mm-hmm. or aren't naturally comedians yeah. or aren't naturally, yes. you know, you kind of have to feed them things rather than sit back and let it all happen. Happen, yeah, yes, because you know. 80% of more than that, like 99% of comedians and actors are really good at talking. talking yeah. And then you have, you know, people who work regular jobs and, and mm. you know, are busy and, and have a lot of things on their plate and are thinking about a lot of things. Mm. They're not going to want to talk to you more than their response. Like yes. that's kind of, they're done with that then and you yes. have to kind of then Push do the, them yeah, and you have way. to kind of do the heavier Low, prodding yeah. of that person. Mm. Mm. But then you have to kind of be prepared for that for as well. That like as that's well, yes. the that's the hard thing that you kind of can't tell what someone's like until you meet them. Yeah, true. And then you don't know if you're going to have to spend two hours yeah. on that or if you're going to have to spend like, you know, five minutes with someone. Short like, time. Or yeah, yes. yeah. Like yeah. The, Will Anderson is the best talk guy ever. So, yeah. you know, he's an easier person to go, oh, can you talk about that for... But, you know, it's a reason he's had a really popular yeah. podcast that's gone for a very long time with his friend Charlie yeah. because they're just two great talkers that yeah. every single week yeah. just sit down and can talk for an hour about nothing. And I'm a fan of people who can articulate their thoughts in a very good way and talk mm. for a long time. I, I envy that and I yep. look up to it. It's like, man, I need to learn that as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I, th- I think it's... Uh, more you do and more you learn thing as well. Absolutely, but you're like a naturally great talker. Like I, I feel like people I feel like people have a knack for it and then mm. they just do it. And it's, you know, it's just all about like, you know, when I first started doing my confessions podcast, I was like, you know, it's really hard to become a host. Yeah. I always found it was really hard to go, yeah. oh, you gotta wrap it up there or you gotta wrap it up there. Yes. Like, you know, one podcast I did the other day on Zoom, uh, the host didn't have an out like there was no out for yeah. the podcast and i was like uh, oh no i've been there before yeah. like it's really hard sometimes to go shit the big laugh was back then which you can edit like of course yeah. but sometimes you're like oh no like i've been on stage when i think it's the hardest thing in stand-up where you go oh no 
I thought mm. my closer would be now and it's not. And timing's big in yeah. comedy. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And after it's very it's the most important thing, timing. Yeah. And it's stressful to just hang around. Like yes. you don't want to just hang oh, around just, until just maybe it'll get better, maybe it won't. Like I think the greatest yeah. thing I ever learned from stand up is leave on a high. Don't yeah. don't yes. wait for people to hate you. <laughs> like yes. just go come down. Now's the hour. Yeah. And I, I do that with my podcast. But that was a hard thing to kind of get your head around when I was like, it's building, it's building, it's building, mm-hmm. it's building. There's either going to be a laugh or there's not. And if there's yeah. not, then I have to step in and make sure there is and then I'm out. And it's so, like, I can see the clock going to 50 minutes. I'm like, we're out, we're done. Because okay. I always um, find it's really hard to, if it's just a strictly comedy podcast, it's hard to keep that bowl in the air for, mm. you know, for... For a long time. For a long time. And sometimes they go for two hours mm. or three hours and you're like, bloody. But I've never had one go for three. But. <laughs> wow. Do you enjoy the long format podcasts, or do you like to keep them short and precise and quick? I, I don't mind. I don't mind long form ones, but it, it depends on the guests because it's like True. sometimes True. the guests are like you know they they've got an hour mm. they've got yeah. I, you know I found that harder once you start doing podcasts all the time. Like I always wanted my confessions podcast to be a bottle of wine and the two guests, and mm-hmm. you just go for as long as you know that is. But then. Then when you have friends that are really busy, then it's yeah. really hard mm-hmm. because, you know, they'll go, can we do it in the morning? Then it's like, well, you're not yeah. going to have a bottle of wine yeah, at 10 a.m. And you're not going to, you know, string string that along. No, and, yes. you know, so it's it's hard because then, you know, the idea that you had at the start, it's not as enjoyable when you're doing a podcast at 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Like it's not, it's, you mm-hmm. know, it's like. We've done that. And yeah. And realize it's like, oh, it's much more of an evening thing for yeah, some reason. Yeah, and yeah. And it, it's fine. 8 a.m. is fine. But if yeah. someone, you know, if someone comes to my place at 8 a.m. and they have to be gone by 9 a.m., yeah. it's a really hard, like mm. today, it's a really hard thing to. Manage. Manage yeah. and get enough 100%. out of it and not chat enough up front without it being rude. Because mm. it's like, you know, you're going. It's kind of like, oh, we're going to get straight in there and we're going to do this straight away. Yes. It's really hard when they're like, oh, yeah, and how have you been and what's going on with <laughs> you and and they're catching up and you're making them a coffee or something and, yes. you know, it you're trying to chat. Time. It's all time. Yeah. And it's, you know, that's why the I think the lockdowns, you know, Melbourne was so hard because I kept podcasting all through them and I just did so many podcasts. Like I was just doing everything and it's just like that thing of like the when it stops, it was just like that black screen and it's like then you're like oh no like you're all alone like it was like oh shit and then you go on another one you do yeah, another one you always you know because you didn't have that that nice feeling of meeting with someone mm-hmm. and and having that yeah. chat up front and then the chat at the end and you see what they're doing later that day or whatever it is you kind of you you see what they're all about and what their day's like mm. and yeah and the quickest people ever like they're you know the funniest people that I invite on my podcast are always the most chilled out yeah. people off the microphone. Like yes. I'm always surprised like when a microphone's on and the person completely changes. Like uh, that still shocks me mm. when it's like someone that you're like, they're so chill and so normal Relaxed. and not the funniest person because they're just like a normal person and then it's like a bang. They're just like Different. they completely fire up yeah. and they're just amazing at, at what they do. And you miss that aspect. It's like, shit, I, could, I wish I could record that. Yeah. Because that's the well, that's the best part about them. Yeah. Like they're so free and they're so chill. Yeah. But it's hard to have that persona into that um, yeah. part of uh, your podcast. Well, when it's, an, you know, the, you know, finding your voice, you know, the comedy voice, yeah. you know, you would have done that in Canberra. Yeah. Like it's like when you find that comedy voice, it's really hard, I think, sometimes for that person to let that yeah. guard down mm-hmm. and stop being that person. person yeah. Like, because, you know, like a, 
a Judith Lucy or someone like that who's got like the best comedy voice and is an yeah. icon and incredible at what they do, she's not like that all the time. Mm. Like, you know, like mm. people like that, like uh, there are certain comedians I've met who are 100% that person Person. all the time. And I'm like, fuck, that must be exhausting some of the Mm. time because they're they're just brilliant, their brain's always ticking. And there's people that, you know, have kind of a different voice when they're they're Mm. not performing or they, you know, they take a seat back and they're really relaxed and they don't feel like they need to be a funny Mm. person or, you know, I I think that about, you know, the the great, you know, my favourite broadcaster in the world, Marty Sheargold. Like, Mm. I just think he's the best broadcaster I've ever seen and the funniest and he's not for everyone and he's, you know, but I listen to him every day. I'm kind of like, oh, he's a generous, beautiful, lovely person. You don't expect that from the person that you see or hear on the radio. Yeah. And I think it's a generosity and obviously being a lovely and kind person has got him a very long way and he's also incredibly talented. Yes. But to have that from, to see that person and go, oh, God, like I was always terrified of meeting certain comedians. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, what if they're like that or mm-hmm. what if they're too intimidating or what if they're like this or that? And then you meet them and you're like, oh, more often than not, you're like, oh, no, no, you're a very normal person that just does something professional oh, yeah. that you have to be really on and you have to be that really sharp. switched on. Yeah. yeah. And it's, an, it's a very, you know, meeting meeting comedians is always a very interesting thing for me because I always I very rarely get nervous but mm. sometimes when you have a comedian on the podcast that you're not sure what they're going to be like, be like yes then you know because it's always friends yeah. and then sometimes I have someone on that's not a friend and I've never met them before and it's kind of hard because they're coming to your house and yes. you're like I don't know what they're going to be like mm. and you wait and you see, oh, shit, like they're such a normal and nice person mm. who's the sweetest person ever, but I would never have expected them to be like that or, wow. you know, which I think is something that, you know, you still get used yeah. to. Because some people have that persona that you, it's, it's hard to read some people. And yeah, like, yeah. I can't tell how should I react with this yeah, person. Yeah, and yeah. You can't just prepare in head, but I, as you do and as you're going through the podcast and you realize, oh, okay. Yeah. That's yeah, a, it's a way different person than I thought he would be. Yeah, which and yeah. which is like with everyone as well. Like yes. everyone's different around other people, mm. or everyone's different around people at work, or around mm. social situations. Or look, I'm going to be different around you know like a grandparent or something that I am. Yeah. With. You know, like I think I think people find it weird sometimes. They're like, no, no, everyone, everyone's different. adjusting their persona everyone's based adjusting. on who they're with. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's, <laughs> it's not it's not an it's it's not like it's a weird thing. It's like no, no, that's a hundred percent what. Yeah what life is and what yes. what people are like in mm. different social situations like you're going to be different at a bar than you're going yeah. to be having a 100%. coffee in the morning mm-hmm. like it's mm. it's ridiculous to think that comedians yes. are any different to that yeah. mm. sam i want to ask you some analytical questions about like podcast and youtube and people who might be listening to this could learn from this that what do you think that youtube and video content ways on podcast and content creation or like do you think that videos are important while we're doing a podcast would you say that i don't know i i mean i started doing i started filming them recently because i thought it was better for like you know for instagram and for tiktok and things Mm. like that like i go oh little clips are good May I ask, sorry, that you record all your episodes? I try to. Try to? Oh, okay. I'm not that great at doing it. Oh, I sometimes forget. But uh, I I, I release the videos for Patreon subscribers. Mm, Patreon. So like a full video 
on the Patreon is, is kind of like a good little, you know, a weekly thing that a Patreon person gets. Mm-hmm. But then you have little clips and that kind of is hard because that bites into your time as well. Like that's mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, 100%. coming up with six clips for an episode. Yeah. You have to find, you know, I'm lucky that those I'm like. Those golden nuggets. And those yeah, yeah, I'm lucky that mine are like confessions. So it's like, you know, I know where each confession starts. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you can just kind of grab the best bit out of that. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I know. I don't. I never. I've never watched a podcast. Like I've never watched a, a full podcast. Yeah. Mm. But I think you know, having them on TikTok and having them on Instagram is great for promotion and yeah. getting it out there. Mm. Like people that see, like a, I like I'm very lazy with it. Where it's like, oh, at my house, it's so easy. Like because yes. I've got the podcast set up, mm. but the filming doesn't look that great. It's on yeah. two iPhones, and it's like you know and. I just yes. do it because it's easy. But then if you come to a place like here, yeah. like the videos that I've shot here have performed a lot better on yeah. TikTok and a lot better on Instagram mm. because they look great, yeah. yes. they sound great, and they're just like it's it's a lot more appealing, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Like I'm a big podcast consumer. So I, but I'm always doing something while yes. I'm listening to them. So sitting down and watching a yeah. podcast isn't the only. I have watched one video podcast that was the Always Sunny in Philadelphia oh, podcast yeah. with Danny. Danny DeVito was on yeah. an episode, mm-hmm. and I find Danny DeVito like ridiculously funny for some reason. I don't know why. And I, yeah, I watched that. I'm watching that, and it is great to see. I think when you listen to it, you get an idea of what that person was doing in your head but then when you're watching it you're like oh that's what that was and that's what you know there's a certain element that's not quite there when yeah. you're just listening yes so i try and film them and and release them as patreon episodes and then sometimes or like release a random like a live podcast that's filmed mm. or something like that because sometimes it's just kind of fun to have that you know, clip uh, yeah people yeah. laughing or something happens in the yeah. podcast and you can like oh this is a very good chunk and yeah it's just a fun out. little fun little extra thing to have and obviously a room like this that's stupid old yeah. sets up it looks great it sounds great it's just the perfect, perfect. kind of setup for setup. it yes but i've had friends that have just taken off on tiktok like you know they've got like mm. a video of them together and then it looks great it sounds mm. great and then that just explodes on tiktok and then it's just stuff like that that you know i've never thought too much about yeah but there's definitely reasons for it like there's definitely there's definitely a reason why people do it and stick to it like there's method to the madness instead of just Mm. going oh i just have to do this because other people are doing it you know i think people like ash williams and people like that are really good at going oh no this it needs to be video content Mm. and Maybe there's no point doing a podcast if you don't have the video content because people love watching stuff. I, that's what exactly what I think. I think yeah. people love. Or maybe I'm I'm much more of a video consumer because I think that you can relate much more. Yeah. And like people ask me, like, "Where's your video? We want to see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. We want to see behind the scenes. It's yeah. Something very psychological about it. It's like, okay, this is. Uh, they're talking. Uh, the person who's talking. That's how he or she looks like. Well, it's yeah, so funny because yeah. I'm the complete opposite. Oh, yeah. I'm more of an audio consumer. <laughs> audio yeah, yeah. What you know, listen to it at work or yeah. if I'm around the house working. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it depends where you listen to it and what you're what yes. you're doing and how sure. you're. You know, like I think the you know, listening to an episode of something is yes. its own thing and you have a relationship with, with that yes. and it, it you know like i listen to lots of podcasts during the week and there's every day a new mm. episode of what i'm listening to comes out whatever episode of whatever show it is and i i go oh monday i know i've got this podcast yeah. coming out tuesday i know i've got this and, and so it's a yeah. nice thing to go 
if you're a big podcast listener, you listen to that yeah. one. Where then, yeah, if you have mm-hmm. to go home and watch something, it's kind yes. of a different I can listen to this on the way to work yeah, or on yeah. the way to the shops. Yeah, yeah it's just like less boring. Like yeah. walking to the shops is yeah. a bit 100%. boring sometimes. Yeah. You can listen to that. But I think that if you can have that one or two very funny jokes and put them in a clip. Yeah. And people are like, this is very interesting. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to yeah, listen to yeah. the full episode. So that's yeah. my perspective. I'm like, okay, yeah. I want to have that. So I try to record, well, I do record every episode. Yeah. And, but it's very hard to take clips. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I have a perspective of how I want my content to look. I think one camera isn't enough for me. I want three or maybe yeah, two cameras. Yeah, yeah. And, and this is a wide angle camera. I want like a, like a tight 35 mil or yeah. 50 mil. Like that's how things are going on in my head but i think uh that's what the future holds yeah but we've done we've done an hour and seven minutes and um i think uh would you would you like to stay would you like yeah, to yeah of course or, yeah, or, no, no, yeah 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 i've got i've got one or two questions yeah. for you um sam so what does what does future hold of you where you see yourself in coming years do you plan that are you much of a planner no, no? nothing yeah i don't i don't have any yeah any long term yeah plans at all it's just kind of it's just, i kind of just see what see what happens in the next in the next little bit like i just, yes. just don't have like a five-year strategic plan or a 10-year plan or anything it's just what's your next thing now the can you can you talk about that i uh, it's, it's it's just podcasting, podcasting that's kind of yeah that's the i was going to make a documentary and then i decided not to not to i started filming it mm-hmm. and then i decided it was a bit it was a bit too much and mm-hmm. there was a lot of pressure and I was also like, do I want to commit the next five mm. years to making something that I don't know if it will be well received or I don't know if it will be what... Like, I, I liked filming it and I liked editing it and putting it together, but then I was like, oh, I think I'm just doing this because I miss being a filmmaker or I'm, you know, I it was... it mm. was There wasn't a purpose to it. It, was, it felt yes. more like I was just playing with toys, you know, I where see. I was like, oh, I just yeah. want to film this and edit it and see what happens with, with that. What do, what do you do to disconnect from the world? Like, what is your thing? Because photography is my thing. Yeah. I just go out and just be out in the nature and just taking landscape shots. Yeah. What What's your thing to disconnect from the world? Um, I swim. So I, oh, wow. I swim. Yeah. yeah I, it's good. Like, I try and swim four times a week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, today with my neck, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't go for a swim. Uh, but yeah, so I swim. Um, I listen to listen to lots of podcasts. podcasts um, yes. I listen to lots of music. I walk um, my dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I try and, I mean, yeah, I guess I try and watch a lot of things as well. I don't usually watch a lot during the week, but mm. I'll try and watch like a, if there's a new documentary series or something or a new thing, I'll try and watch that or try and go to the cinemas. I also like just catching up with people. Like, you know, at least twice a week I'll go for a drink with a friend, mm. you know, which is a very indulgent thing to do. But I'm like, it's very, it's, it's very nice to be able to, you know, go and meet a friend yeah. for a drink down the road or... That that is really important, I think. So to disconnect from what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, and, and seeing yes. friends that you know that something would have happened during the week, or yeah. you know, and you want to kind of bitch about something to someone, or you know, you've seen something mm-hmm. that's kind of annoying, and you're like, oh, I know a friend who will understand what I'm talking about. So you yeah. go and see that specific friend, and they're thinking exactly what you're thinking, and they're also annoyed about the thing <laughs> you want to talk about. So that that sort of thing is nice. I don't. I don't consume a lot of comedy anymore. Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't consume a lot of stand up. Um, 
when the Melbourne International Comedy Festival comes, I always go and see about mm-hmm. 30 or 40 shows. Like I always go and see a lot of shows mm-hmm. and, you know, I make sure I pay for my tickets and yep. I do all of that. And I, you know, I make sure that I do everything, you know, that I think is a good supportive person mm-hmm. that would do that. That's good. Yeah. But I try, and, I try and watch a lot of comedy shows during that time and mm-hmm. then I, I wish I was better at going to see live comedy. Yeah. Like I just think I'm over it. Like I, I just don't find it as I don't know. I think I've just seen yeah. so much comedy. Mm-hmm. Like over over the years, just being at comedy night, staying for the whole mm-hmm. night, seeing ten different comedians every night. Yeah. I think I lost the passion for stand up, yeah. and I, you know, I, I think I booked tickets to go and see some stand ups this year, like Joe Lycett and yeah. people mm-hmm. that I really like. I want to see them do stand-up and I want to see, you know, I'm seeing, I booked tickets to go and see Tony Martin during the yes. comedy festival. I've, I booked tickets to go and see the big people who I really, really, really like and then I'll go and see people who I've never mm. seen before. Like there's a comedian called Catherine McClintock, there's no mm. Bron Lewis mm. and people like that who I've never seen before but I've heard great things about right. them. Yes. Every, so, yeah. every year when I go is always sort of, Five or six people I'll see every year. Yeah, yeah. But then I'll mix it up and see some people I have never heard yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. Or some people that I've really wanted to see. Like yep. you mentioned Tony Martin. Yeah. Tony Martin doesn't do a show in the comedy festival no. every year. Yeah, so no. Of course I'm going to go yeah. see him because you don't get that opportunity. No. And his, his brain is probably the best brain of yeah. like a comedy person ever. Like just his his way is quite quite amazing. Like his, um, his delivery of the – he's someone that – I don't think switches off, mm. like, because he's just so brilliant in every way. Like the, the way he can tell a story, the way he can, you know, deliver something is yeah. quite incredible. Mm. So I'm very excited to see him during the comedy festival. But there's, yeah. So I think I think I'd probably like to go and see more comedy things to switch off. And like, there's a there's a great room in Melbourne called Comedy Republic. It's like yeah. just the best room. And I've been there. Yeah, and it's just it's just great because it's it's exact. You know exactly what you're getting. You're not getting someone who's really not in your is, is going to say something awful like you know mm. you kind of go oh i know they're not going to be transphobic i know they're not going to uh, be homophobic yeah. or i know exactly the people that they book are you know mm. really people who align with my values and that everything is, so yes. i'm not going to a night going oh no like yeah. or you're with a friend that you know isn't gonna like look i like all comedy but i i go sometimes oh no i'm worried about if the person i'm with is going to get offended Mm. or if you know or if this person's going to say something awful and then you know so Mm -hmm. i yeah i think watching comedy might be something i'll get back into this year just going to random you know comedy nights in melbourne haven't done for a long time yeah dan took me to my first comedy um i never went to comedy like see live comedy yeah he took me to the first and i enjoyed it yeah i've been doing that ever since yeah great great. yeah yeah Yeah. it's really good i mean the the nights are great like there's so many different i mean i've been out of it for so long but i used to go to a go and do lots of comedy nights and so you know you go well there's two a night you know Mm. in melbourne like you know in sydney there's so many like everywhere you go there's comedy nights and there's always great people there the nice thing now that i can go and i'll know people like that's kind mm-hmm. of a, a nice thing and i'll go oh wow they're still they're still around or you talk about someone that's not around anymore but was mm-hmm. really great at so there's a guy tony besselink that used to do comedy that was amazing and there's all these amazing people that you know don't do comedy anymore but used to and and you can kind of reminisce about all of those people as well which is really nice yeah sam are you much of a writer do you do you like to write and i'm I'm asking this because do you think in future there'd be a time you're like, I have a very nice set 
and I'll just go perform at the at the at the studio or at the, at the comedy basement or uh, comedy yeah. Do you reckon that would ever happen? I mean, I, d- I did it. I did it. So when I do a live podcast, I do like maybe ten minutes up the front, mm. and I did stand up at the last show. Yeah, and I really enjoyed it. Like I really had a good time doing it. But I think you have to be like really in it to do yeah, it. Like do I it. think, you know, I, I did it in front of an audience that knows me and knows who I am and, you know, there's a lot of leeway there. Like I, I could get away with doing, you know, not, not writing the perfect joke or, you know, just telling a story and knowing where I could get laughs because there's such a warm and lovely audience that, you know, listens to you every week. Yeah. Where going to, you know, other rooms, it, it would kind of mean that I'd really have to work yeah. on it and that would mean yes. spending four times a, lot a week. Of time. You have a bit of a safety net in that. Yeah, point. yeah. So and you it's wouldn't a, necessarily have anywhere else. No, yeah. yeah. And, it's, it's you know, it's also a muscle. It's like the more you do it, the better you the better are. You and if I, if I did it once every four weeks or something, I probably wouldn't get to a point where I was good or, you know, yeah. at least thinking that I was getting anywhere. But I, I know friends that do it every six weeks and they're phenomenal. Like I just don't, they're, they're just very good naturally. Like mm. they're very good natural performers yeah. where I think I would have to get up like four times a week to... Just to get to that at least an ongoing yeah, yeah, mindset. Yeah, yeah. I did it before I did a, my first ever live podcast. I got up and did stuff again mm. just so I wasn't, you know, caught unaware by a crowd again. Like I was kind of worried about getting back up in front of a crowd if it wasn't the same thing that I'd done mm, before. And so I got up and did did a few debates and I did a few stand-up sets and stuff mm. um, before I did the first live show back. But then that was a really smart decision, I think, to, you know, to feel what it was like again mm. rather than going into it. Just to test yourself. Yeah, yeah. And going into it cold would mm. be, a, you know, could be really startling, I think, yeah. to, to do that. So um, what advice would you have for someone who is onto the same path as you are. So while you were doing filmmaking and comedy, yeah. were you working full time? Were you working, um, did you have like a job uh, with that? Yeah, I did, I did. I did for a little bit. Parts of it I had a job and parts of it I didn't. Yeah. Um, I was working as a, at a film studio for a bit and I was like a studio manager there. and. Mm. That was really hard. I didn't have a life outside of that. Like, you know, doing gigs at night, like I'd have to finish there. And usually, like at a film studio, the hours are really early or really late and there's no there's no buffer there. Like if the client wanted to go for mm. two or three hours later, I'd yeah. miss the gig. Yeah. You know, so I was always it was I was always really stressed. Because I hate being late. I was always really stressed about missing something or being late for something or mm. I was always really worried about all of that. So I think I found that a bit too stressful. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, so I I tried to just focus on one thing at once. So when I was making a documentary, I was kind of full-time on the documentary mm. or when I was like, you know, when I wanted to do another thing, I was always kind of going, well, if I am working, I'm going to take that time off and yeah. just focus on So you went all in. Thing. Yeah. Man, it's hard yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard. It's hard as well when you start to have a good job or something yeah. and go, oh, no, I'm going to, you know. Quit that. And yeah, yeah. Like I'm just going to focus mm. on this one thing. It's like it's scary because, you know, I think you're always taught to have the job with like the – annual leave yeah. and with you know it's it's you need security yeah. yeah and that stuff's great as well like yeah. you know when i first got my regular paycheck like yeah. that was amazing mm. like to have have a weekly wage where you're like oh my god i get sick leave if i get sick one day i still have the mentality of never cancelling and mm. i still have that 
mentality of going, oh, I don't want to cancel. I don't. If someone else cancels on me, I think it's great. Like I love it. I love it when someone's like, oh, I can't. Not, not when it's a podcast when you're like, oh, no, this needs to come out. But with me now, the space I'm in, it's like if someone cancels on me for dinner, I'm so happy or, you know, like because you go, oh, my God, that's time for that I didn't yeah. account for. So uh, it's extra time. Bonus for you. Yeah, yeah, it's a bonus, which is sad. But it's like, you know, it is it is a bonus it amount of time. It is, yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like you need to have those you need to focus on something properly yes. and that means taking the time to actually do it and not just having a job where you're doing it just because you feel like you need to pay the bills and you like but that's also a very privileged position to be in where you yeah. can do that rather than just going because you do need money to survive 100%. and you do need mm. you do need to do whatever you need to do but i really admire people that just kind of yeah. you know follow the dream and just do what they need to do go all out yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it is yeah. scary though. Like people that just go, I'm quitting my job and I'm going to focus full time on comedy and you're like, fuck, like that's that's so insane. Yes. But great, but, yeah. but so insane that someone would decide to do that voluntarily. It is, I think it is that call for adventure and that sacrifice yeah. that you have to make and I think that's the... People always say don't have a backup plan. Like that's the thing. It's like don't have a backup plan because, <sighs> yeah. you know, but having a backup plan means you're not going to focus wholly on that or care about yeah. it as much as yes. but that's also terrifying it is go, terrifying. you know yeah yeah to say i know i but if i don't focus on it full time i'm not going to make it but also you do want to like the nice things are yeah. really lovely yes like being able to afford things 100%. and you know like you know i don't have a lifestyle where i need lots of money to do yeah. lots of things i'm never like that but i do like to have you know money to do things if I want to do things mm. or, you know, you want to have that. Yes. You want to have that safety net. You want to have this. You want to have that. But and not hard. everyone is able to go all in, 100% in because yeah. it's very hard because you have to go all in and forget rest of the yeah, stuff. Yeah. the lifestyle that you think you have or had. Yep. You just have to be, okay, this is what I want and this is yep. what I want to do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It is, it is really challenging and it's also a really stressful thing, I think, for other people, people in your too. life to go, oh, I'm going to just focus on this for a bit. And they're like, oh, God, okay. Well, you have to really believe in yourself. Mm. You hear a lot of stories about yeah. people that like, I went to LA with $10 in my pocket. Yeah. And you're like, oh, my God. Like, I could never do that. You have to that. be a bit crazy to do yeah. that. Yeah. But also, yes. like, you, the, it's, so, it's kind of sad to think yes. there's so many stories that didn't work out like that. Yes. Like, you're just hearing from the people who made, made it. it. Yeah. Exactly. Who love telling that <laughs> yeah. story. But you're like, fuck, there's so many people that didn't, didn't make, make it. it. Yes. And that really, I don't know, it makes me feel really sad though. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking about a little while ago, there was a friend of mine that was like, oh, isn't it, isn't it kind of sad when you, you know, you see a comedian, they're not very good and they've been around for a long time and they're still going. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, it's, it's also kind of a great thing because that person's found something that they really mm -hmm. like doing and that makes them happy and that brings them a lot of joy and yeah. it's not really hurting anyone else. Mm -hmm. I think if they're doing it and they're enjoying it, and they might be getting a lot better than they thought mm. they were in the first place and it's something that they're passionate about. Like I've seen people that I've really liked that I've seen doing comedy and you go, oh, they you know, they haven't found their voice yet. And then you see them four years later, five years later, and they're one of the best getting people ever. Yeah, and, and it can about, happen. It's about sticking to yourself as well that yeah. you didn't quit. You didn't quit. And, yeah, yeah. and sometimes the the – the biggest thing is, I think, sticking around yes. and being that last person that's... To stay and leave. Yeah, yeah. Like you see people having success later in life where you're like, wow, like they're, 
you know, they're finding their first big job at 40, 50, mm-hmm. whatever it wow. is, they're finding their first thing and they've just stuck with it that entire time and had mm-hmm. that belief that entire time, which is it's not for everyone yeah. and it wasn't for me. So I decided I'm going to take the paycheck for a bit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Sam, I think this is a good time to wrap this up. And uh, I really appreciate you being here. But just before we wrap up, can you do you have a quick advice for all the podcasters out there? And given that I'm, we're listening too, mm. do you have any advice? Because you've been doing podcasts for five years, as you said. Mm. You must have learned so much about it. Is there anything that you thought, oh, we should go back and tell that to myself? Oh, I, I think it's, I think A, it's consistency. I think you just have to bring an episode out every week mm-hmm. on that yeah. day that you decide yeah. on. Uh, don't miss weeks because then you'll never go back and do it. Mm, yeah. I haven't I haven't missed a Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so I go, well, it comes out every Sunday. It has to come out every Sunday. Mm. Uh, I think I think just give yourself the room to improve because that, that's the hard thing yeah. is that you go, <laughs> uh, like I, I've seen people start podcasts and they go for like three or four weeks and it's like yeah. you have to just keep going and then you'll find the audience, you'll find the niche, you'll find whatever you're Your community. For. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think it's consistency mm. but also, oh, you just have to keep going. But if you like the idea, then there's no reason why you wouldn't. Like yeah. I like it. I found the podcast that I really like doing that I might do for another year, I might do it for another few years, I might do it for another 10, I don't know. But I think the moment that feeling goes away when you don't like it anymore is the the time to stop. Stop. It's so good doing it with a partner as Mm. well because if we're having a moment where we're stressed with (laughs) with the podcast, the other one can just try and bring the other one up and say, yeah, yeah, come on, let's move forward, let's get beyond this, let's think about this long term yeah yeah absolutely and that's it that's that's just something to kind of keep in the back of your mind as well that sometimes it is you know and and also when you start a podcast a lot of people don't know it costs money to start Mm. a podcast like you know like it's it's expensive to go oh every week i'm going to do this and sometimes you know i i did it for about six months before i made any money out of it and it's like Mm. you know i think if you go into it going this is going to cost money this is going to you know you go well you're not going into it for the right reason mm-hmm, you're yeah. going into it going well i've got an idea i'm going to see i always go i think if you give yourself a year with something mm-hmm. and you do it consistently for a year then it's probably mm-hmm. for you or it's not for you and you yeah. work that out in that year but i think you can tell stop. by end of the year like yep i can do this or yeah like no I can't yeah is it feasible it's a very clear answer yeah. for you I yeah i think it's very key as well to acknowledge your shortcomings as you, oh, as you go yeah absolutely you, yeah you go back and you think oh, i could have asked that better or yeah yes you know yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. no you can cut out later yeah absolutely and that's yeah and that's probably yeah. the advice i'd give that you just have to keep doing it and just go is the idea 100% what you want to do. And is it sustainable as well? Like uh, if you're doing it every single week, is it sustainable, the idea you're doing? Is it is it something that you can see evolve? Is it something you can keep seeing getting better and better? Otherwise it's like, no, there's yeah. no point. Mm-hmm. There's no point committing to it. Or just find an idea that you really like. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of the hard thing. But also like don't feel like it's going to be the first idea you come up with. Oh, yeah. But um, I'm looking forward to doing this. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We've had a blast so far. Yeah, great. We've had a yeah. great time, Sam. Thank you so much for coming here. No, man. thank you for having me. And uh, we can find you uh, on Instagram. You've got, uh, can you please plug yourself? Yeah, sure? it's uh, <laughs> Confessions the Podcast. So I yes. change all that handles. So it's 
I'm on TikTok Confessions, the podcast. Yeah. Not very good on TikTok, but I do try. How's, how's TikTok? Um, it's okay. I don't know how to do it really. I don't really know how to mm. do it. I think some things go well, some things don't. Do you get traction um, initially? Sometimes, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's hard to know which what's going to do well and what's not going to do well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, TikTok Confessions, the podcast, Facebook Confessions, the podcast. But the big one's Instagram. Instagram Confessions, the podcast is always yeah. a good one because that's where I put up all the videos and stories and mm. that sort of stuff. So, yeah, Confessions, the podcast is on all of the – it's just called Confessions, but I, I couldn't get that handle. So <laughs> it's Confessions, yeah. the podcast. The podcast. Yeah. yeah. Sam, uh, Sam Peterson, a.k.a. the – Producer boy. The producer boy. Yeah, <laughs> producer that's right. Boy. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say podcast. But yeah, yeah, the, the podcast boy. The, the producer and the, the podcast boy. That's yeah. right. But appreciate that, man. Thank you so much thank for being so much here. For time. No, thank you. And we'll hope to have you on again. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, appreciate that. All right. yeah, thank you. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. Let's wrap this up. Thanks.